Internet Explorer is a podcast that contains adult themes, much like uh, the type of thing that I've been noticing as I'm getting older, where I feel like every six months or so I have a new weird uh, ailment. Like, I've been noticing my butt itches more, like not like the asshole part, but like the sides of it, like the where that would rub the cheeks, get, the cheeks, like the inside of my cheeks, the sides of your butt. I like your description of the sides of your butt. Yeah, the in like the inside cheeks of my butt itch in a way that when I scratch it, my eyes roll back in my head because it feels so good. That's what I think about when I think about adult themes. I think you need to see a doctor, Ryan. Welcome to Internet Explorer. I'm Ryan Broderick. Uh, I've been told by our listeners that if I don't say my last name, it's incredibly jarring. So, yeah. Hi, I'm, I'm Ryan Broderick. Uh, I'm going to take this opportunity. I'm just Katie. You know, I want to wow. be like Cher now. Just Katie. Okay. You know? Like, do you know Cher's last name? I don't. Uh, what is Cher's last name? Bum. Uh, the point is... There's no point. This is Internet Explorer. It's a That's show. Li- that, there's no point. Yeah. yeah. It's a podcast. It's about the internet. Thank you for listening to it. If you thought last week's description of a four-panel wordless meme was confusing, <laughs> wait until you hear this week's episode because we're going to try to do our best to unpack the very confusing and anger-inducing but also sort of earnest, endearing qualities about the actor Matt McGorry and the concept of being a woke bay male feminist. He's an actor from Orange is the New Black, How to Get Away with Murder, but he's also become this very strange symbol of a socially conscious white guy that's sort of dreamy, but also like people kind of hate him for it, but maybe they like him for it. It's very confusing, and we're going to try to dig through it as best we can today. So yeah, we're going to have a fellow BuzzFeed writer, Michael Blackman, come on the show and talk about... What happened when he wrote about Matt McGorry being uh, quote-unquote Woken Bay and all of a sudden the backlash against this that happened? But most importantly, we're going to talk about Ryan having to execute a dare that I dared him to be a male feminist on the internet for a day. And not just like a male feminist because like, I don't know, I consider myself a feminist. I have... No problem with ladies, and ladies have no problem with me. You know what I'm saying? Ah, bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> um, no, but I, I, I took your dare, and I tried uh, to be a thirsty male ally like Matt McGorry. So I made a list of the Matt McGorry tropes, and I tried my best. Um, and you will be hearing an audio diary of my step-by-step journey into the world of Matt McGorry Twitter uh, at the end of our show. I want to talk about a viral video before we get into all that, though. I want to talk about viral videos, too, because I was getting, like, I was feeling kind of fucked up inside because it's been at least a week since I've talked about viral videos with you. <laughs> I've been jonesing. Yeah, okay. So, uh, do you, have you seen the uh, the high Uber my driver pulled into a random parking lot and forced me to film him dancing tweet? I have. It's, so what it looks like is you're seeing very clearly filmed from, like, from inside a car, like a young man in a parking lot, a white kid, I don't know, maybe like 20 years old, and he's doing like a very elaborate dance routine. Yeah, he is He is, He is. is destroying the pavement. <laughs> uh, so uh, the tweet reads, hi, at Uber, so they mentioned Uber's official account. Hi, Uber, my driver pulled into a random parking lot and forced me to film him dancing. I'm very scared. Please send help. And then the vine of the elaborate dance routine. Right. So I started digging into it. It turns out that this Mesmia account stole the video. 
You mean they weren't being hijacked by a dancing Uber driver? <laughs> yeah. Turns out it was a hoax yeah, just exactly. for retweets and faves? So it tur- it appears that the account that tweeted it that's getting all these retweets it was a parody account that was suspended. Uh, a couple of days ago, they tweeted, ugh, suspended at 9 million, need to get follower account back up. And if you look at what they're doing, they're doing a very common tactic for parody accounts, which is retweet other parody accounts to create this sense of, you know, just coolness about their feed, which ironically is one of the least cool sentences I've ever said. Um, but anyway, <laughs> um, so turns out the kid in the video, his name is Matthew King. He's 18 years old from Baytown, Texas, and Dancing like that is a thing he does often. Uh, he has a very amazing Twitter account, which you should follow. Uh, his Twitter account is underscore mking84, and he is amazing. He's an amazing dancer. I wish there was a way to convey how good he is at dancing through your ear holes on this podcast. Um, I wish too. Just imagine everyone, close your eyes and imagine in your mind some great dancing. <laughs> hey, you nailed just, it. That just was think so about good. it. Just, just great dancing. Whatever that means to you, just think about it. Today we have with us Michael Blockman. Thank you so much for joining us, Michael. No problem. Hi, Michael. Welcome. Um, Hi. Michael, you are a fellow editor at BuzzFeed. And you, this past winter, wrote an article about the actor Matt McGorry. Um, can you tell us who Matt McGorry is? Uh, yes. Uh, Matt McGorry is a actor. He's on Orange is the New Black, which is like how I was first introduced to him. And mm. he's, he's also... He's the prison guard who's missing part of his leg, right? Yes. So he's sort of like a minor TV actor, kind of popular. He's on a couple popular shows, but he's not necessarily that famous himself. Yeah, I wouldn't consider him to be like an A-list actor, but I think he's probably like a strong B-list. Mm-hmm. Like he's a good TV B-list. TV B-list. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So you had noticed that the actor Matt McGorry had been behaving a certain way on social media, also online in general, and you did a post that was an end-of-the-year wrap-up pulling in a bunch of different things he had done online uh, for the year 2015. Uh, Some of these notable moments uh, included, he wrote an article for Cosmo called, uh, the title was, How Becoming a Feminist Felt Like Falling in Love. He posted a shirtless selfie in bed uh, reading the book, uh, The New Jim Crow. And I think really the key thing that I think was the greatest moment was he posted an Instagram. um, It was of his slightly younger days when he was a bodybuilder. He's shirtless doing a bodybuilder pose, uh, showing off his extremely jacked physique. But he had photoshopped on uh, nipples of other female celebrities that had gotten them banned from Instagram as a, you know, hashtag free the nipple, showing his support of all the women out there who cannot uh, dare to expose their shirtless bodies like him. But he did it in this like really self-indulgent way of like using this as a moment to show off like the hottest picture of himself shirtless, uh, which is, you know, he's setting a thirst trap. Classic thirsty male ally uh, behavior. Um, So the title of the post was, Can We Talk About How Woke Matt McGorry Was in 2015? Subheadline, he was so bae and so woke. So what about him was quote unquote woke? And what does woke mean for those who might not know? Yes. What about him was woke was just that he was a white man who was like, 
paying attention and like reading things and like actively trying to be engaged in a conversation about people who are always like oppressed in the United States. Um, and that was just something that I saw and I was like, okay, like this is cool. Um, Talking about like social justice kind exactly. of stuff. Exactly. Like so, about feminism and racism. And, and he was yes. like just famous enough and like just handsome enough that he could like kind of say whatever he wanted, you know? I, f- yes. I feel like that was like a huge part of it where it's like he could fly under the radar and he could just kind of say these like v- well, very like woke statements on Twitter and Instagram and stuff. Yeah. So, and just like woke, it's just it just means that you are someone right. who is like aware. And I feel like another term used to be like conscious. Mm-hmm. And I mean, people still do say like conscious, but like woke is like a more popular thing. Well, like, for, for instance, like the the uh, ebook that I'm currently promoting on Amazon is about how <laughs> all the world's leaders are uh, lizards. And uh, the main <laughs> character is often described as woke because his third eye has opened and allowed him to see Obama's tail. It's a whole chapter about it, but we're getting off topic. Um, So you wrote about how Matt McGorry was sort of like this social justice influenced actor. And what were the reactions like when you hit publish on this thing? It, it, It just a lot of people were like upset about like the post. And then there were like other people who would like uh, attack me for like the 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 content of the Uh post itself, um, which felt weird because like I didn't. I just didn't know immediately know how to respond to it because like here I am like I I did the list and I felt like this was like it was something that I was doing and it was like earnest. So my understanding of this like quote unquote backlash was that Matt McGorry like people had noticed that Matt McGorry was sort of doing this like social justice tweeting and Instagramming and at first people were like into it and they're like hey this is cool. And then there was a certain element about that people were noticing that it was kind of a little cloying, a little like, hmm, maybe this guy, like, maybe he's a little corny in what he's doing. And then it happened at just the exact moment that it was the exact tipping point between people seemed to like him and now people seem to want to make fun of him. Yeah, you're exactly right. And I think that's like one of the problems that I had with the post is because like I like my voice throughout is just like this sort of like breathless adoration for him. And Uh it's just like, oh, my gosh, is this guy like serious? And it's like if I could go back, I would definitely like change that. But it's like ultimately I do think that like it's okay to like talk about people who are like doing important things um like this yeah most people seem sort of torn because you have this dude with a lot of exposure and he's using that attention to you know show off uh, a bell hooks book or talk about segregation or talk about black lives matter and it's like super it seems super confusing (laughs) yeah i am torn because like later i realized like okay Yes, he's talking about these important issues, but, like, he is also this white man who is centering himself among, like, things that people of color have been talking about for years. And then it's just, like, once he comes along and then, like, me, like, I'm someone who writes about it and then it, like, kind of, like, blows up in a way. And and I can understand how people are just, like, well, that's not right. But then it's also, like, I don't think that something like that necessarily, like, falls on me. Like, that just falls on, like white supremacy in general because that's like (laughs) we we pay more attention to when like white people do stuff and i mean like we've seen that happen on the internet like all of the time so like Um, you could have written about like there's other famous black people who also on social media are saying really progressive social justice kind of things yes um like jesse l williams is one of them yeah um and like people john legend's been like John going, Legend. going, going hard on Twitter recently in the best way. He's just all over the place. It's great. 
Yeah. And so, like, maybe some of the backlash was like, well, why didn't you write about these people? Why did you write about Matt McGorry? And I think that that just goes back to, like, at the end of the year in 2015, like, I felt like he was someone that people had talked about. Like, I thought it was, like, <laughs> this completely benign thing, and then it turned into... Well, you know, I want to back you up here. I want to... Yeah. You just... Your post is literally just, like, this white guy seems to be kind of getting it right now, and that's cool. Yeah. Thank well, thank you for doing <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I definitely feel like like woke and bay have bec- they're like so far removed from like what they used to mean. Like mm-hmm. bay was like a term of like endearment. Um, woke was like just saying like oh man, like this person is over here and like they're like conscious and they're like they like care about the community mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, and now like I see people like using those words and it feels weird. But I feel like I've kind of like mm-hmm. like kind of like let white people like use the word use those words um but not like just, i feel like at fault in some ways for like making a joke of a thing which i didn't think right you know you, so it's not just that it's not just white people using woken bay in the way that they're meant to be used but using woken bay as this sort of mocking thing of like mocking the concepts behind them it's like oh this is a like a corny thing you would describe to someone like oh you're so woken bay like you know oh ryan right now your tweets are so woken bay like yeah. you know it's dripping with sarcasm and, and it's <laughs> taking those words which are originally from black culture and like using white people using them as a joke yeah exactly you know it's funny i remember like i definitely have thought unpleasant thoughts about Matt McGorry in the past, <laughs> I admit it. Um, like, you know, sometimes when I see the stuff he's tweeting, I think there was, when it was International Women's Day or something, right. he was, like, promoting a shirt that was being sold that was, like, about feminism, and you're like, whoa, 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 because now, now we're getting money in here, and, like, you're trying to, Wait, you're actually trying to sell something. Katie, it gets but, worse. I looked this up, so I didn't even remember this. One in a hundred of his shirts were being advertised as ha- uh, him sleeping naked in them. <laughs> So he was basically saying, like, I'm going to sell shirts on International Women's Day. And as a special bonus, one in a hundred women who buy these will have be, be, will be wearing a shirt. Will be that slightly my, used. Yeah. Like touched my oh. naked body, which is disgusting. And then he got in a fight about it. And a, and he a bunch of women were like, that is even grosser, dude. And he, he's like, well, women sexualize me all the time. Like, I, it was a statement. And it's like, come on, man. Like, that's so ridiculous. Yeah. And that's another reason why I do like why my feelings toward him have become like complicated is because Mm -hmm. like he does stuff like that and then it's just like like you can't sleep in like your shirts and then like sell them (laughs) yeah um for this cause and then like get upset about like people sexualizing you there is a reason that people have found his actions more annoying than other people's actions there is a reason for that but you know on the other hand like i remember like sort of thinking these unpleasant thoughts towards Mm -hmm. mavagori (laughs) and like man this guy's a real doofus right like he sucks he stinks what a a crumb bum tell us how you really feel katie (laughs) and and it was i think he had recently tweeted something and like a lot and a bunch of people i followed on twitter were sort of making fun of him over it um but i remember seeing uh Doreen St. Felix, who had been a guest uh, on the podcast a couple episodes ago, she tweeted something to the effect of, you know, I see a lot of white people making fun of Matt McGorry right now, but at least he's out there trying and doing something. And, that, you know, and I was like, ooh, you know, that's true. It's like, I don't necessarily sit around tweeting about social justice all the time. And 
you know, and now I'm going to sit here and like crap on someone who is like trying. It's easy to make fun of someone for caring and being like, well, you know, hey, his version of talking about racism and feminism is corny and cheesy. But it's like, I don't know, what's my version of that? Like, I'm not really talking about it at all. And so, like, I'm going to sit here and, like, crap on him for that. On the flip side, though, I, I want to bring up the Ed Zetron tweet because I feel like it sums up like all of the weirdness about Memagori so perfectly. So Ed Zetron is a Twitter user, and I just pulled this up so I could read it because it's so good. <laughs> it goes, Matt Magori tenderly putting a finger on the lips of a breastfeeding mother. Today's your day off, he says, unbuttoning his shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that's the thing, is that like making fun of him is kind of a little bit, it's fun. It's, yeah. like, it's easy to make funny jokes about someone who is so over the top with trying to prove to the world that he is. Yeah, I'll, I will admit the jokes are funny. <laughs> I do think that sometimes they do err on the side of just like being like super mean and I'm just like, why is this person like so upset about someone being yeah. like an advocate for social justice. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Like, who do you think the Matt McGorry fan is? The average social media Matt McGorry fan? Um, Probably just like, if I'm being like really candid, probably just like a 16-year-old white girl. Yeah, well, that's, see, that's what I think too. <laughs> this is my problem, and this is the thing that I realized today, uh, pretending to be him on social media all day. The conclusion I came to was he is not talking to men. He's talking to women about feminism. There are almost no straight men listening to him on social media. So what you have is you have a very wealthy white dude talking to women about women's issues. Yeah. Which is the kind of nonsense because... It is crazy. Yeah. Like, why do you need that? (laughs) Like, Like, there's no reason for that. Other than a pat on the back, which is like, oh, nice, cute guy. You said the the right thing. And now I'll give you some more followers on Instagram and you can promote Axe Body Spray by crying, which is a real thing he did, by the way. I want to put that out there. Um, Because he is like uh, just thinking about the post. Like, I'm just like, I know that like he is someone who is doing like essentially like the bare minimum and is receiving this praise. But I just feel like that is like celebrity culture in general. I mean, I, when you know, if you think about it, like having a cool adult man in a not creepy way say he's into the stuff that you're into and kind of validating, you know, activism and these sorts of things is probably pretty empowering for a young woman, I would say. Right? I guess. I mean, I, I'm of two minds. I think, one, don't underestimate teenage girls. You know, they're smart. They don't need, like... They can understand concepts about the world without a cute man telling them about it. On the other hand, I think the the bigger question is about, like, we under—it's true, and we know this, that—and um, this is kind of why you chose to write about Matt McGorry and not Jesse L. Williams, is that the world is fucked up, and that means that— people like the the message about racial justice coming from a white man more than they like hearing it coming from a black man. Yeah. I think the real lesson is that it's a lesson not just for Michael, it's for everyone, which is that we shouldn't write anything about white guys. Just don't write about white guys. Like <laughs> the whole world. Just don't do it. We got enough. It's fine. Do you think that Matt Bagori is a force for good or evil? Um, I will say that honestly, like I'm 
ambivalent. I really don't know. Um, I think that what he is doing ultimately is a good thing. Um, but on the other hand, I do feel like uh, he just needs to stop making it about him so much. So uh, so we have on the line with us calling in Matt McGorry. Hi, guys. Uh, I'm, I'm Matt kidding. McGorry. <laughs> just kidding. But... Matt McGorry declined to uh, be interviewed for this podcast. Oh, yeah, we should FYI, put that out we, there. We, we did reach out to him. We tried. But if you, know, if you could talk to him about social media, what would you say to him? I would mainly be curious to know, like, because we've discussed it, but I would be curious to know, like, who exactly does he think that he's influencing? Oh, um, nice. With, like, obviously he's influencing someone like me who's just, like, a thirsty person on the internet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> But just, like, beyond me, like, who who are you hoping to engage with, like, a shirtless photo of you, like, reading um, the new Jim Crow and stuff mm-hmm. like that? Um, that's what I would be most interested to know. I, I think I think this is a really complicated topic, and I want to thank you for coming on and helping us dig through it. I, the internet is strange, I guess. Um, yeah. Th- thank you for coming on, Michael. This has been awesome. Thank you, Ryan. I appreciate that. Ryan, last week I challenged you to be a quote unquote thirsty mal ally, a la Matt McGorry. Uh, I think I think the original day was for a week, but we decided one day was good enough. Oh, I'm so um, exhausted. I couldn't have done a week. Oh, it's all, yeah, just Jesus. <laughs> I, everyone would have unfollowed me on the internet. Like it, it would have ruined my life. Um, so you've been actually doing this and yes. tweeting Matt McGorry style tweets, Instagrams. And you put together an audio diary of your experience doing it. Yeah, that's what I've been doing all day today. I've got a few more things to go, but by the time this episode airs, it will be completed and our, our listeners will be able to listen to all of it. Right now, I'm really not looking forward to having to do um, some shirtless stuff. <laughs> uh, no one's looking forward to it, Ryan. No, no one should be. Um <laughs> There's a reason why I wear snow pants at the beach, and it's not just because I'm going to, you know. Uh, <laughs> um, well, so far, I mean, you've I've been breathlessly following your Twitter account. Um, you have threatened to block me because at one point you posted some pictures of yourself saying you were um, going to uh, talk about gender with a woman, and you post all, all these cute pictures of yourself, and I said, show me your tits. You threatened to block me, but you have not yet blocked me. So I'm going, I'm very eager to see if by the end of the day I can get blocked. I mean, I've blocked a lot of women today. Uh, so that was the thing. Um, the What you're about to hear is my inner thoughts. Uh, mm-hmm. It'll be a little different from what I've actually been doing today, which is I've been trying to follow the tropes of Matt McGorry, which is he's very over serious. Um, there is a whole section of Twitter that you can pull up if you'd like uh, with women who've been blocked by him for sort of correcting him. Um, so I wanted to be, uh, I wanted it to be fair. So I've been blocking women nonstop all day. <laughs> Whoever tell me that I don't understand feminism. Um, and I, yeah. So what you're about to hear is the inner thoughts of a male feminist. Um, I feel like starting the day off, taking a bunch of topless selfies has really put me in the brain space of Matt McGorry. Uh, I'm deeply uncomfortable. Uh, doing this because unlike Matt McGorry, I am not a super hunk. Um, I've announced to people that I'll be taking this very seriously and some people uh, were a little rude. So I've already had to block a few ladies who thought uh, they needed to tell me how to be a male feminist. Um, 
just doing what I've seen Matt McGorry do, which is, you know, you don't engage with the haters. You just block them so they can't tell you anything. So I just had my feminism theme photo shoot. Um, I feel like I learned a lot, and I feel like the female photographer that worked with me learned even more. I feel like I'm really getting the hang of this being a male feminist thing. Um, I think the trick is just to include my face in as much of it as possible. Matt McGorry poses with a lot of books on his Instagram, so I went to a bookstore to see if I could find some by like Sylvia Plath or something like that, but I actually couldn't, so um, I ended up posing with Gone Girl and the Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. People on Twitter don't seem to like it. I will check back in in a couple hours. Uh, male feminist update. Um, I posted my photo shoot uh, that I did with Laura on Twitter, and people are being pretty mean about it. Not really appreciating some of the comments from women uh, saying sexualized things to me or not taking me seriously as an activist and a social justice thinker. Um, I thought it was a perfectly fine photo shoot. Uh, Matt McGorry doesn't seem to have these problems. I've finished up my day at the BuzzFeed office. I'm feeling pretty close to my female coworkers. I feel like they feel pretty close to me. Like I get it, you know, I'm part of the movement now. My biggest concern is being taken completely seriously. A couple people haven't been really getting the joke. This is a one of my final updates. I'm gonna do the Matt McGorry free the nipple thing where he uh, photoshopped a bunch of women's nipples onto himself and then put them on Instagram. Uh, hopefully I still have a job uh, after this. Katie, uh, you gotta definitely set me up with a job if I get in trouble for posting this. Uh, all right, and to the internet it goes. Uh, oh, I got an immediate oh no from the digital content manager at CBS News in Philadelphia. Yeah, okay, I'm gonna go and deal with this uh, this thing that's happening right now on my Twitter. I'll be back in a little bit. This is my uh, final update on the Matt McGorry experiment. I was gonna post one more shirtless photo. It was me posing with a copy of Shrill by Lindy West that I stole off of my female coworker's desk at work. But I just, just couldn't do it. I don't know, man. Being Matt McGorry all day just took a lot out of me. Katie, uh, I gotta come up with a good thing to dare you to do next, cause uh, this 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 was not as much fun as I thought it would be. Over and out, and remember, feminism is good. Death of the patriarchy. Bye bye. So, what what did you learn today? I think that for my own life, I don't need to constantly tell the entire world things about social justice. I, and we talked about this with Michael, but the thing that I came away with the most is that Matt McGorry isn't talking to men. And like, I think about Terry Crews or The Rock, mm -hmm. who are these like insane muscle men. They try to get young men to be socially conscious and respectful of women in a healthy way. And I think that goes so much farther 
than taking your shirt off and reading Sylvia Plath next to a fireplace like a dickhead. I The only thing I can come away with is that Matt McGorry wants a massive pat on the back all the time. I, I Basically, I just think all men should be more like The Rock and Terry Crews. Like, that's... I'll be honest, I 100% agree with you on that. <laughs> I, I think they're my ideal male feminists. The only, the only way to achieve true, acceptable male feminism is to just be 100% insanely jacked. <laughs> um, I think that all, I think that the, the perfect male feminist is a socially conscious, strong man that respects his mom. <laughs> <laughs> I want to thank uh, our producer, Julia Furlan. Um, if she was a annoying man on the internet she would be richard dawkins Ooh. yeah 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 big know-it-all that's what she is i want to thank eleanor kagan if she was an annoying man on the internet <laughs> she would be brian broderick <laughs> <laughs> owned if meg kramer was a annoying man on the internet she would be uh pierce morgan Thanks to Cool Dank Meme Studios, also known as CBM Studios, for uh, engineering and recording us today. As always, you can always email us, internetexplorer at buzzfeed.com. We love hearing from you. Um, we love hearing from you even when you're just saying, what is Ryan's last name? Yeah, um, which is a thing that happened. But hey, which, I'm happy to help. You know, Fair enough. Um, and we love tweeting with you. At you, you know, just getting in your mentions, sliding into your DMs. No big deal. I just, I, hey girl, I want to be like the American government and get up in your business, right? <laughs> I don't want to think about it anymore. I'm tired yeah. of being Matt McGorry. Yeah. Being Matt McGorry's hard. I'm not handsome enough to be Matt McGorry. <laughs> I feel very sorry for you. Thank you. Thank you for feeling sorry for me, a man. <laughs> I've been I've been using athlete's foot spray between my butt cheeks, but that seems to be making it worse. <laughs> For your foot ass. You've got athlete's ass. <laughs> I got I have athlete's, athlete's foot. Asshole. Athlete's foot. <laughs>